Welcome to Jersey Justice, a civil law podcast that shares practical tips and stories about personal and workplace injuries. Join two of the brightest New Jersey injury attorneys, Gerald Clark and Mark Morris of Clark Law Firm, as they take you behind the scenes of justice and civil law. But first, a quick disclaimer. The information shared on this podcast is for general information purposes only. Nothing on this site should be taken as legal advice for any individual case or situation. This information is not intended to create and does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Jersey Justice, and today we have a special treat for you. We're going to be talking about some funny moments inside and outside of the courtroom and what it's really like to practice law in New Jersey behind the scenes. And I'm here with Mark and Jerry, and they both got some stories, although they probably will be funny in different ways, and maybe they both have a different sense of humor, but we'll let you guys decide. So who wants to start this off? As far as funny stories, so what we do when we do personal injury and we you know, represent people, we're dealing with life scenarios and, and all facets of life, interpersonal relationships, sporting events, family gatherings, going to concerts, everything. So we deal with all life events, people at work. So generally, when someone comes to us, I can't think of any case where what happened is funny. And when we go to trial and we're in front of a jury and we're presenting a case, there's like nothing funny about it. What, what happens, there's a lot of different tactics that defense attorneys who are hired by the insurance companies and are in court being paid by the insurance company to defend the case. There's a lot of different tactics that they'll use to try to win. One of the tactics is they'll try to make it like it's a big joke. They'll, they'll try to laugh with you. They'll try to like joke about things in court. And they will especially try to do it in front of the jury. And a young lawyer or an ex- inexperienced trial lawyer may fall into that trap and act like, hey, I'm a nice guy and we're laughing and this is all fun and super big mistake if you're a plaintiff's lawyer. Never take the bait when the defense lawyer tries to get you to laugh or joke or make it light or act like this is all a big joke. Because as I said, we've never had a case where this was ever a joke or it was ever funny to the person it happened to. We handle serious injury cases, we get many, many inquiries about people that want us to represent them, but we only take a select few cases. And trust me, they're never funny what happens to people. You know, so the other thing, and, you know, the opposite of funny, the other tactic a defense lawyer will often use a trial is to turn it into a spite match. So if the jury thinks this is just a spite match between two lawyers, pretty much the plaintiff will lose the case. So that's the other thing is while we're not going to be funny and we're not going to be joking or laughing with the defense lawyer, especially not in front of a jury, because there's really nothing funny about it when someone's life has been turned upside down. And the other hand, though, we're not going to turn it into a spite match. We're going to stay professional because, again, if the jury thinks it's just a spite match between two lawyers, the plaintiff's going to lose. The jury's just going to throw their hands up and be done with it and leave it as it is. So defense lawyers will often try to bait the lawyer into to a spite match to make it like a big fight, which turns everyone off. So all that being said, there are absolutely many, many funny moments in this business and representing people. And the funniest things I can think of is, so what happens is we, we take cases and 
So if you're a defense lawyer and the insurance company says, here's a case, or the boss puts a case on your, here's a new case, defend it. They have to do whatever they have to do to defend the case. No matter how wrong the defense is, no matter how bad it was what happened, no matter how badly injured the person was, they have to defend it. So in defending cases, the defense lawyers will often come up with the most ridiculous scenarios. Like they talk about frivolous litigation, oh, frivolous plaintiff suits. I've pretty much never seen a frivolous plaintiff's case, but I have seen frivolous defenses in the vast majority of the cases that we have. The defenses are frivolous. They get so frivolous, they get to the point of being funny. And I remember Mark and I tried a case some time ago, and there was just so many funny moments in it, like just ridiculous things that happen. And it's hard to pinpoint. But I remember the one defense lawyer, would he? we still joke about it. Like I just tried a case. I was in Jersey City for three weeks trying a case. And I don't think the defense lawyer thought it was going to go forward because it was Labor Day weekend. It was the Tuesday after Labor Day weekend. And the county that we were in is backlogged and they don't have enough judges. So I think the defense probably didn't think it was actually going to go. But I had a strong feeling that it was actually going to go. So we prepared all Labor Day weekend and before Labor Day and we were there, we were ready. And very serious case, very sad what happened to our client. But it seemed like the defense was always three days behind us. Like they were always like they never caught up. Like we were so prepared. We were moving. We had our witnesses on and off before they could even know like who's on or to prepare. They were always behind. And that was kind of funny how they were always behind. And so you get these situations in these cases. I remember Mark and I tried this case and the, the defense lawyer would always be like, so we so we'd be super prepared. We would present stuff. And we would have a proper objection. We would have a proper exhibit, properly moving forward and entering our things and doing stuff. And that defense lawyer was also kind of behind the eight ball. And he would often just go like, judge, judge. <laughs> like every time, every time we would present something or have a proper objection or cross-examine their witness with a hot document, like we'd hit, like in that case that Mark and I tried together, we literally went through tens of thousands of pages of documents and and pulled out. So we were pulling and we got all the good documents and the defense lawyer didn't even know we had these documents. They provided them to us, but they just dumped them on us and didn't think we'd actually go through and pull out the good ones. So we would mark an exhibit like their their witness would say something. We would then pull out an exhibit and cross examine, which would directly contradict what would happen, directly contradict their testimony. And the defense lawyer would be like, judge, Judge, you can't let this happen. And to this day, Mark and I laugh about that. And he would almost always lose when he would be like, Judge, objection, don't let this happen. Like, I'm caught off guard here. Yeah, you're caught off guard because you dumped thousands of pages on us, didn't think we'd put the work in to actually review them and pull out the ones that mattered. And by the way, you're about two days behind us in this case. So that's kind of funny. And there's a lot of funny things that come up, primarily dealing with that sort of thing. So that's the best I can do for you on like a funny story. Well, that was funny because I did one stories that had to do with the judge and that that kind of, you know, checkbox. But it is funny that that person, that lawyer sounds like he's like a little kid or something. He's like, oh, my God, I'm going to run to the teacher and complain, you know. Oh, in this case, I just tried the lawyer. It was the same thing. Like he would run to the judge like and I remember he called me like to try to settle the case. And I'm like. I told him he has to apologize. He has to send a letter for to, of apology. 
because I asked him when he was cross-examining our witness, I said in, in court in front of the jury, I'm like, can you please step away from our client? Stop pounding over him. Like he was over the witness, like doing this and like all, and you didn't need to be. And I said, judge, could you please have the lawyer step in? And he wouldn't do it. And he kept walking by. So then he called me that weekend trying like talking settlement, which was just a big distraction. And I said, we will not, you can, I will not discuss settlement with you until you send a letter to me apologizing for not stepping away from my client. And, and he's like flipping out and he would always run to the judge and, and the conversation got a little heated. I'm like, yeah, go run to the judge. Like you're like, go cry to the judge again, like a baby and try, but, but, but like I said, how's that been working for you? Because it wasn't working too well, but yeah, there's like a lot of funny, funny situations and stuff. Reminds me of someone I know, and I used to say something about this person behind their back, and I was like, you know, this person sounds like a toddler with a diaper on, and it's like reminds me of that same scenario of the behavior, the mannerisms of that, not having that emotional intelligence to really react the right way, but just kind of like, oh, I'm going to go cry to the teacher, but no, I'm going to go cry to the judge, I'm going to go cry to my mom, I'm going to cry to everyone to get attention, and it backfired. So I think that's a great story. Thank you. Jerry, the whole time you started talking about it before you got to like the punchline, I just in my head had judge, but judge, because that that was it. He'd be like, judge, we we've never seen this document before, and it's like it's got your bait stamp on the bottom. You produced it. It was. was, I I think, but that back to like the beginning, what Jerry was talking about, though, he's absolutely right. Like it's really serious stuff what we do, but sometimes it's like it's not like the person just got hurt and then you know they were just in the hospital and they just got this surgery and like you know a couple days later we're at trial and they're still all like somber about it like this stuff plays out over years like i jerry i think even the case you were talking about that you were just on trial for it like i think it happened back in 2017 especially now with like covid these things take like a long long time and like i i settled the case this morning where i was in court with my client and the thing happened back in like 2019 but we're sitting in there, the defense attorneys on the other side of the courtroom. We're there for like a couple hours because we're going back and forth with the judge. And my client's like, oh, he's like, you know, do you ever end up going on vacation in this spot? He's like, check this. And he's like showing me pictures on his phone of places he's been. And he's like being all like night, like jovial about it. He's all excited. And the defense attorney's in there. And I, I turned away like that after a while. And I like pulled him outside when the defense attorney left. I was like, look, I was like, we don't be like happy, like joking around. It's the same thing. Like, the extent Jerry's talking about, like how defense tries to like bait you into, you know, to make it all seem like a joke. Like nobody doubts how injured your client is. Like, well, that's not true. Actually, everybody doubts how injured your client is. But like the reality is the guy I'm sitting next to got really hurt. He went through a ton of medical treatment. This has been like a catastrophic process for him. But like he's a human being. If he lived every minute of his life, like reflecting on that, he'd just be a miserable, miserable person. But so I'm like, but just don't project out there that this is all like, oh, like whatever. Like, hey, look at these photos. It's like, this is so serious. Whether you like realize it or not, everything you're doing in this courtroom is like getting analyzed by them. Like they could seem like the nicest person, but you're always kind of under the microscope. And I don't know if I've told this story already, but I remember I had a federal case, which what we do is like serious. You got to follow the rules. But when you go to federal court, it's like ratcheted up to, you know, the nth degree. I had a, a federal case and it was, it just happened to be like my uh, client got thrown out of a bar and he broke his wrist 
and he moved to Pennsylvania. So for whatever reason, the defendants removed the case to federal court. Like we filed in New Jersey and then they removed it to New Jersey federal court. And so we conferenced the case with the magistrate to try and get the, get the thing settled. And beforehand I talked to my client, I was like, look, whatever happens, like I'm going to come, whatever number I tell you, like don't react to it and all that. And it, it wasn't like a horrible injury or anything. I think the offer was like $40,000 and like I wanted to get like 60 or 70. And I came out and I was like, all right. I told him, I was like, poker face, no reaction, just poker face. I came out and I was like, all right. Yeah. So their initial offers, $40,000. He goes, oh my God, $40,000. I had no idea my case was worth that much. I thought I'd get like five grand. He's like in this federal courthouse. We're like, shut up, shut up. Like, and I had prepped him on it, but the guy was so pumped. Thankfully the defense attorney like wasn't around, but like, People are always coming in and out. So if they see him like, oh my gosh, $40,000, like you better believe they're never going to offer like a penny more than that. But then he's like, I got to go call my wife. This is unbelievable. And, you know, we, we throw around, it, it's a kind of wild business. Like we throw around these numbers, like $40,000 is a significant amount of money. But, you know, when we deal in a world where we're dealing with cases that are like hundreds of thousands of dollars, like millions of dollars, it's easy to lose sight of that. But that's like, that's a someone's salary. So it's a big deal, but the, his reaction just absolutely like cracked me up. And I wasn't even thinking of going for funny stories, but yeah, that one's yeah. funny. That one is definitely funny. Also, I want to know if either of you have ever been yelled at by a judge. <laughs> Jerry, never. Jerry has never been yelled at by a judge. Are you kidding? Or are you serious? Well, let, let's, let's do that one another day. <laughs> yell being yelled at by the judge well you have one story mark about the pen tell us that one then we'll wrap it up it's the same thing as jerry like look judges are people too like the one i did this morning we're cutting into the judge's lunch break he had like his jacket on was like half out the door ready to go he went like above and beyond taking the time to do it but like judges are people too and i had this case years ago down it was like the oldest operating courthouse in the united states like very rural part of the state and this judge was on recall i'm not even sure if he's still like with us he, he was old and uh, he had like a sinus infection or something going so i'm trying this case and the whole time he's like all right let's proceed 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 and when the the jury would leave i remember i was working on on something the jury wasn't around and i had a, a pen behind my ear like that and he's like mr mr mars get that pen out from behind your ear I don't know where you think you are. And I was like, oh, I apologize, judge. I'm used to walking around the office with it. He's like, you're not in your office. You're in my, <laughs> you're in my courtroom. And it was like all day. <laughs> he was like that. It was, it was really distracting. It was really funny. But like by the end, I did like my closing. And he's like, Mr. Morris, because in New Jersey, you can't say a number. Like I can't say like, ladies and gentlemen, my client's really hurt. Give her $5 million. I can't tell them a number. But we can do this like time unit analysis thing where it's you basically give like a formula to come up with the number. And I did that in my closing. And this judge who had been like kind of riding me the whole time, he's like, Mr. Morris, like approach the bench. And I go up. He's like, that was the finest presentation of the time unit analysis I have ever heard in my time on this bench. And they probably sneeze or like whatever. And I was like, I was a young lawyer at the time. I was like, all right, like all pumped about it. It's so serious, but it's like such high stakes stuff. But like, there's always, always moments like that. I think usually you're just too focused on like, what you have to do. Like I had a judge one time we we're doing like a, a debate. We we're playing the video of like the doctor. The thing's pre-recorded. And the judge is like, Doctor, doctor, can you hear me? Can you all right, 
yeah and like it's a pre-recorded thing but the jury doesn't know that and they're like they're like trying to figure it out but so judges are people too like yeah yeah it's these organic moments that just you know it happens organically when it's funny it's not like cases themselves are not funny it's a serious thing of course but it just organically things happen in the courtroom things happen with the defense attorneys that just it ends up being funny so thank you for sharing that we're gonna wrap this one up we'll see you guys next time and there you have it folks another episode of jersey justice podcast if you're loving what you're hearing it's time to hit that subscribe button on apple youtube and spotify podcasts and don't forget to leave us a review online Share this podcast with your friends and become their legal hero. Dive into more episodes at jerseyjusticepodcast.com or clarklawnj.com and check out our show notes for more information. If you're navigating legal issues and need a guiding light, we're just a phone call away. Call us at 1-877-841-8855. Again, 1-877-841-8855. Until next time, Jersey Justice Warriors, stay empowered and informed.